I talk a lot about how I was overly aggressive and made mistakes. And I find a sense of peace talking about it. I will be the one to say the, the bad things I've done and, and what I've learned from them and how they're not right. That resonates with me because I know I have made some poor choices. I know I've had challenging situations and moments of grief, but I've also acted in ways that I'm not proud of. And I think it's important to talk about that because then people accept that in themselves as well. You know, we're not canceling ourselves, you know, or versions of ourselves, I guess. These are practical conversations about real life experiences with human design woven throughout, just like a tapestry of our human experience, but threaded in a new language. Featuring projector AC Brown, generator Rachel Lieberman, manifesting generator Jasmine Kenna, and me, your manifester, Vanessa Henry. Like it or not, cancel culture has become an accepted part of how we treat each other in the public sphere. There have even been multiple high-profile instances of people getting canceled in the days since we recorded this episode. What really are the goals of cancel culture? All four of us agree that there are more compassionate approaches, but as we dig into it, we see that there are nuances that we hadn't considered. So what is it that makes us more or less likely to cancel someone? We're covering that today. You, me, we're in this together. Let's listen to each other. You're listening to each other, a human design centered podcast featuring an ensemble of energy types. So we're talking about cancel culture. And just before we got started, one of Jasmine's beautiful daughters came in and was like, cancel culture, that's toxic. So she's, she's 12, 14, 14, 14. So that's how that goes. So Rachel, I know you have a lot of opinions on, on cancel culture. So I would love to hear what you think. Well, I was thinking about this a lot this week, actually. Because have you guys read about what happened to that guy, Jeffrey Tubin? No, I'm not familiar. So he got caught on a Zoom meeting. I mean, this is like a big deal. I think he was a writer for The New Yorker. He thought his camera was off and he was masturbating on the camera. So guy was masturbating? Well, he was masturbating during the meeting. He clearly had someone there. There was someone there and it was like a game kind of. So he's doing this for this person, doesn't realize that his camera's on. What the fuck? So there was some debate. There was a big article about it in the New York Times this week. There was some de- debate about, you know, they, I mean, he got immediately canceled. He lo- lost everything right away. And some people were very upset about that. And I was thinking about it. And I, I think that each case should be considered yeah. separately. Like there isn't one way to do this. Mm-hmm. It really depends on who it is and how it happened and whatever. But I didn't have a lot of sympathy for him because he's a very privileged person in a position of power and privilege. And he just clearly was not valuing what he was doing. Just zero shits. And I think if it had been like he accidentally walked in with, you know, his shirt off or accident, you know, that would be totally different. But this was just like blatant disregard for the whatever the seriousness was that he w- of what he was participating in, which was like an important meeting. And someone like that, there's 200 people waiting to replace you. And probably women, women of color, people of color, lots of people who haven't had these opportunities that he's had as a very privileged white guy. And so in that case, I think the cancel was appropriate. 
Very, very interesting. You make me think so much. I love your defined heads, you know, just, wow. Um, I, if you were to just point blank ask me about cancel culture, I feel it's just incredibly dehumanizing and not the most compassionate approach. Having said that, as soon as sexual assault is in the picture, any, any sort of sexually inappropriate experience for some reason, I'm quick to go cancel. You know, all these, especially when we heard about like celebrities taking advantage and abusing their power with other, you know, these young vulnerable women. I'm just like, yep, they should never work again. And so I didn't realize I was like that. But listening to you talk about this, I was like, well, yeah, you're going to be a fucking idiot and get your dick sucked on camera, you fucking moron. Like, whoa, 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 you know? And the next breath, I'm very much like, well, cancel culture is dehumanizing. So, yeah. I guess I'm not I'm not sure how to navigate what I feel there. I get I actually do get I'm split definition and I get very tangled in logic and what I feel. Yeah, me too. You're also a Libra. I can oh, yeah. I also think it's healthy to be able to see both sides, even if you ultimately take one side. I always like to consider both. I can usually see yeah. two realities and everything, but ultimately Maybe my gut leads me toward one. Jasmine, Jasmine, you've got, you've got young daughters who are, you know, they're that generation who is just, they're just so interesting and they just have such brilliant ways of looking at things as a mother now with that, Mm -hmm. that around you all the time, what is the conversation around stuff like this in your house? And what's your opinion on it? It's interesting because they're just very much like you just said, fucking guy, like fuck that guy, you know, like don't just, but meanwhile, she also just said, you know, um, cancel culture is toxic, you know, like, and she, and she explained right before I, you popped on that. She thinks that if you did something like when you were 13 years old and you tweeted something really moronic or just your kid, you know, or even young, just young and you just don't know. And then suddenly now your career 10 years later is like ruined over something that somebody dug up on you that maybe was just really immature um, you know, maybe you could just like say, sorry. And, and that could be, a, you know, and like, that could be okay. Like, oh, wow. I was really immature. And, and I just, I mean, I don't know one of us that's without that. I mean, I certainly, if somebody was, if I was getting followed around and I was tweeting things when I was between 13 and 18, I don't know what I, what kind of records I would have. Yeah. Right. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. AC, what's your opinion on this? I want, I really want to get like a projector insight. That That's when I don't like cancel culture, when it's something in your past and people are, people do change. You do have a different perspective. So 10 years ago, you're, I'm different from last year. Shit, from last week, okay? <laughs> so like I'm a totally different person from last week. So I think that that's where it becomes kind of, can we show them grace? The the world is a different place. Do you know what I'm saying? And also for stuff mm-hmm. like that, like I go back and watch some like comedy specials or even even show com- comedy movies that were hilarious to me when I was younger. And you watch them now, and it's like, oh god, this is this is not okay. And at the time, I still remember it being quite funny. But the world has changed. We've learned more. We've, you know, we we now know what's not appropriate. Yeah. So yeah, I and I remember every, reading about everything that was going on with Kevin Hart 
from something. Uh, I mean, I think I want to say a homophobic comment he made. And he's like, look, like that was 10 years ago. I was dumb. I should not have said that. That's not how I feel now. You know what I mean? Words are. Yeah. He wasn't out there like doing vandalism. Um, You know, Kevin Hart, he just made a tweet or two. Um, So and I'm not downplaying it or anything like that. But I just think that in those cases, yes. Yeah. Just apologize. I mean, even though Kevin Hart is not funny, um, that's another conversation. (laughs) That's all. It's all separate thing. He's great in movies. Stand up is har- horrible, um, but you know he's a personality. So I think ten years for certain things. I don't think we should put a time limit on it. But like Vanessa said, when it comes to like actual crimes where you know it's a crime, that's way different. Words are not the same though. As words and actions are different things. What about someone who raped someone ten years ago? Like it's not. It's so gray. Hmm. That's not ever cool. We're not going to forgive you. Right. I I also think this, that when there's, um, and this is with uh, race and uh, like male, female stuff, like whatever, like I think sometimes people are like, oh, I just actually said something that I didn't necessarily know was, uh, I, I didn't know. I just actually, I just said something really stupid. I just like opened my mouth and some bullshit came out. And now I'm like fired and like, everything's crazy. Like my whole, and I'm being painted as this like terrible person where I, to me, um, and there, I'm sure there's lots of opinions on this. That's not the way to teach people. Like when my kids do something inappropriate or that's like, Oh wow, you that's no, that's not what we're doing. I don't just say you're out of this family get out, you know, like you can't, you're not allowed to make a mistake. And like, some of us are wired to make mistakes. Some of us are wired to have, you know, lots and lots of experiences and go through things. And like, I personally am a person who I go through my process. And if I got freaking kicked out of everything for fucking up, I'd be lonely, very lonely. That's what I mean is dehumanizing. Yeah. I feel like there should be this graciousness extended for children particularly. However, once you become an adult, it changes. I'm not sure why. I I do feel like there needs to be this grace extended to kids so that there's these teachable moments, these learning moments, because there's all kinds of different experiences and privilege that comes into play. And some kids are stealing because they're trying to survive. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but an adult... I don't know. Most adults are still kids though, emotionally and like haven't been taught. I like I feel like one. Totally, totally. Yeah. Like people don't know things. You don't know, you don't know what you don't know. what you don't know. And I think blatant disrespect or blatant I think probably masturbating on a camera in a meeting, you kinda know. Like that's against the rules. Like it's not. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, you just know that's intent. Like it's not hard to not do that. Do you know what I mean? It's not hard to not pull your dick or have someone suck it or whatever you were doing. Yeah. I don't understand how the camera was on, though. Like, you didn't realize to turn it off? Well, I've heard many stories of that happening throughout quarantine. Of people, It's like you think your Zoom is set so that your camera's off and then it's not. Like, I've heard people have that happen. Okay, but we use Zoom all the time. And you, you guys... Like I can see I my goddamn face. Like it's not like, and like, yeah, 
it's not that hard. No. And there's also a green light that turns on on most computers. So. Yeah. Like, but you know what? Whatever. I I'm I can't say. I know when I know like even when we were recording our our first season, Zoom was changing every time I spoke to you guys. Like it was always yeah. they were always making adjustments and, you know, so I don't I don't know. But regardless, I don't yeah. think it really matters. I think take that you're in a 20 minute call, you know. Don't do that. Even if it was a five hour call, just don't do it. Just don't do that when you're at work, when you're a person that has power, when you're famous, like just don't do that. (laughs) It's just not, but yeah. I also feel like this is starting to change, but I I feel like women were just immediately canceled historically Mm -hmm. and men were never. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like women were, oh, she's a slut thrown out. And I was like, what the, and you know, if this, if this had honestly been like, let's say five years ago and a guy was caught masturbating on some kind of whatever, I'm not sure that the quote unquote punishment would have been the same. Prior to me too, I think it would have been different. Totally. Because part of it is that companies are afraid. They're, yeah. they're the ones who are canceling people really quickly because yeah. of the backlash that they perceive that they'll get or that they will get. And so it's just too much of a liability for them. And that one person is not as important as their entire image. So it's just like done. So I've, I've seen a lot of that. I have two, but that's giving me feelings too now because a company is just another power source, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily right. And it, I've seen some examples where it is the kind of thing where they dig up something from 2008 and they Mm -hmm. have to cancel that person because it's just too much of a liability, but is it right? I don't think it is. Could you imagine like just being a, a, a per, I mean, a celebrity or a person of influence, whatever. And then just having this feeling like, Oh my God, you know, like, did I fuck? Yeah. I've done things. There are things that I've done and you're just waiting. Like you would just feel so stressed out all the time. There's just- but that's why as a celebrity or whatever, you should have the proper people in place, like a publicist, things like that, because they actually, if you hire someone who actually knows what publicity is and crisis management, they can actually help Mm -hmm. you and save you instead of you going on Twitter rants and Instagram rants and things like that. In the next breath, you guys, if you were somebody who was taking advantage of women earlier in your career and you're terrified 10 years later, something's going to happen to you. Good. You should be scared in your boots. Right. But what if you were just somebody who had a shitty relationship and you got into an argument with your girlfriend and she, and she says you pushed her, you know what I mean? Or like something happened and you're like, Oh wait, that wasn't exactly what happened. And then they're like, you're a girl, you're no, you're an abuser and you're canceled, you know? And you're like, interesting oh. that you went that route that you were resonating with the man. Well, I am resonating with the fact that who knows what, I mean, I've been in situations before that I've been feisty as a woman, you know, or I've been loud or been aggressive. And I definitely wouldn't want somebody to like bring that up in 15 years and say that I was an abusive person. That would be weird. I talk a lot about how, how I was overly aggressive and made mistakes. And I find, I find, um, a sense of peace talking about it and bringing it up. Not somebody saying, remember when you did that? I will be the one to say the, the bad things I've done and, and what I've learned from them and how they're not right. Um, 
And, and I, I, that resonates with me because I know I have made some poor choices. I know I've had challenging situations and moments of grief, but I've also acted in ways that I'm not proud of. And I think it's important to talk about that because then people accept that in themselves as well. You know, we're not canceling ourselves, you know, or versions of ourselves, I guess. I think it's important to not only talk about it, but to not be defensive when people do bring it up because that's what makes people look bad is when they're like why are y'all bringing that up that was from 10 years ago and it's just be like because you did do that so and I think that's where the problem lies is that people have to be willing to Mm -hmm. talk about it and to address it at any given moment once it does happen especially if you are changed and you are a different person then it shouldn't be a problem actually for you to actually talk about it and talk about what you learned from it, all of that, regardless of how many times somebody brings it up. I was going to say that too, that it's different. I think it's so different if that person reflected and on their own volition just brought it out. Because for instance, I had a situation where I was sexually assaulted by a former boss at work. And we both kind of just, I really didn't see, we didn't live in the same city. So I didn't have to see him. And I didn't work directly with him at that point. It was something that happened when I was on a business trip. And what actually, I just basically ignored it because uh, I didn't want to deal with it. But honestly, what sealed the deal for me in wanting to pursue like getting him fired, which is what happened, was he showed up in my office and avoided me. I have full body chills. It happened before Me Too. And literally, like, it was literally November 2017 or whatever, that it was like weeks after Me Too had happened that he appeared in that office. So the energy is around you. Oh, my gosh, Rachel. He knew. He knew. Because if he didn't know, he would have acted very differently. We were. This was someone that I had been very friendly with for a long time until that happened, basically. And if he had just come to me when all of that happened and said, hey, I realize that that's what happened and I'm sorry and I've reflected on that, I probably would have let mm. him be. But because he didn't, I was just like, I have to do this. Well, and that's so triggering for you in that environment. Like, yeah. Well, he was going to move. He was going to move here. And I was like, I can't yeah. live with this person here. When I found that out, I was like, this is over. And he was gone within 24 wow. hours. So um. But if, yeah, it's like if the person has that in their past, I think it's important for them to just bring that out and maybe people will trash on them. But I think it's, you can't really cancel someone. Yeah. There's so much fear. Are there any examples of that right now? Are there any people with influence who are talking about it from that end of the spectrum? I, nothing is coming to my mind as somebody's being like, Hey, I acted really inappropriately no one's come forward to wrap me up. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think there has been, and it doesn't, uh, I can think of it. I can't, I can think of hearing about one and I can't think of who it was, but it didn't create that big of a splash because of course there's no energy behind someone finding out the secret and exposing it. So what about that comedian? What about that comedian? Um, Aziz Ansari? Louis, Louis CK. No, he was ratted. <laughs> he was ratted by someone. He was yeah. ratted, but I did watch him. I did and, and, and ratted and kind of canceled a bit, but I, yeah. I did watch him say something where he was like admitting to everything. Yeah. And, and that was one of the only people I had, had, had witnessed who like accepted 
wasn't like deflecting because that's all. No, they're lying. Everybody goes that route, you know. I I do feel like it can be learned from. Or Shia LaBeouf, he's getting ready to get canceled already if he has an R. Wait, I'm not. I'm I, I'm not up to date on the last two that we just said. Shia LaBeouf has a lawsuit against him right now from FK Twigs. FK, yeah, she um is suing him. Yeah. But she has a lawsuit about him emotionally and physically abusing her. Um, that you can read about it along the line, but he it's a wrap for him. Have you guys seen his movie about his life though, as a as a kid with his dad? So if you see that movie, it's like an autobiographical movie, you totally it comes as no surprise that that is his reality because he was abused as a child. So not an excuse, but uh, but uh, just that one didn't surprise me at all. Okay, okay. The, I I don't know how I feel about that. So when there's a history of abuse, that is the reality that is shown to that, let's say, child. That that is on some level taught, like they're taught that it's acceptable, and they don't really always see a way out. I I'm. It's not as easy for me to write that off. You know, I, I was, I was, I was an abused child, sexually abused child. And I definitely acted some really inappropriate rage because of what had been going on. I definitely bullied kids because it was just this horrible feeling inside and nobody was there. You were so alone. And it was just, I, I conducted myself in a way that was completely inappropriate and I was still a child, but it's, it doesn't make sense as a child, you know, there's no, and so you, so you start to grow up and as, as soon as there's a teenage boy, you can rape someone, you know, and if you're still evolving and you've been, your dad's been beating the shit out of you or raping you your whole life. Sorry, this is really intense, but I, I, I just, it's, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like it, because we just immediately cancel those people, but it's like those people need compassion and therapy and support because they've essentially been abused their whole lives. I'm not, I'm not standing up for him because I haven't actually seen that autobiography, but, but that is a storyline that, that is in our reality of what happens out there. Well, I'll be curious to see how he handles it. I haven't seen any of his responses to it yet. I got the sense from seeing like interview. I watched a lot of interviews with him after maybe that's why I ended up watching the movie. And I got the sense that he had been through some therapy and really had come to an understanding somewhat of why he behaves the way he does, because he's been in rehab. He's been arrested. He's he has assaulted people. And I got the sense that he understood that. That doesn't mean that he's healed and he doesn't do it again in moments where he gets triggered, which is probably what happened. But I'll be curious to see, like, does he come out and say, hey, this is something that I know is my problem. I know that, you know, it's true. I have this history. I'm working on it. Or will he deny it? That's, that'll be kind of the, the thing. And he's in a position of power mm-hmm. and a position of influence because he has celebrity and that changes the flavoring around the situation and circumstance. But there are, you know, you, Derek is obsessed with like murder shows in our house or he's always watching murder shows. They're always, they always have absolutely rotten childhoods where they're mutilated They're Yeah. And so, you know, it just, it just, it just gets you thinking. Cause that whole, that whole part, the punishment part of our system is just, is going to be changed and adjusted in this Aquarian age now. Yes. 
it doesn't address any of that. It's like the one female serial killer, Eileen Warnos or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, she was raped like a million times and abused. Why do you think she might have killed all these men? Huh? I don't know. Not that like I want to underscore, like not that it's justified, but that you could almost the tone around it changes. Like you have more compassion as a human being witnessing that story because you're like, well, that's all they know. Yeah. They're still, they're still responsible. Absolutely. For what they've done. That's just part of it. It's the, it's the way to what happens after Mm -hmm. what, you know, and, and cancel culture is basically what has been the, the route. And now we're, we're really just coming to learn like, it's not the most compassionate approach. We are more evolved in that. And there's another way. I'm not even sure it solves anything because then those people just go off and keep doing it. That's part of the problem. Unless you can get them in jail or whatever. So they're not going to heal. I don't think Matt Lauer has healed. I mean, that guy hasn't taken a shred of, of responsibility for anything he's done. And he's got yeah. so much privilege and power. So, that, so, so that's, that's a power dynamic. That's a different thing. Yeah. Right. That's what I was going to say. I think for me, the biggest thing with cancel culture, especially when you're talking about white men, is that by the time they do get canceled, they've reaped the benefits of their privilege already. Totally. So it doesn't matter to them. So it's like, fine, I'll bow out now after 15 years of raping people because I'm a multimillionaire and I have already reaped the benefits of me being a white man in society. So. okay, I'm sorry now. So I think that's where it becomes kind of unfair to the rest of us because it's just like you spent all of these years or majority of your career accumulating wealth and power that when it does catch up to you, it, it really doesn't matter. So you don't, do you have to heal? You can literally just bow out and live the rest of your life fine. Because there's contracts, even with Matt Lauer, even if it's his, in his contract, they still had to pay him out. So he's still fine. Come yeah. on. So, yeah, he's just in exile. That I don't is think not, he, no. he cares about that because he's not really in exile because his white friends and the white society that he does live in, they probably just still go golf and have lunch with Matt Lauer. I just feel like he's probably still hurting people somehow, though. (laughs) That's what bothers me about it is he's probably still in some way using that power to either prop up other people who do that or destroy the people who ratted him out. He's doing something. So it's kind of like, what do we do? What do we do with those people? That's not right. I don't know. Yeah, weird times with all this weird shit coming out and 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 (laughs) and like we just have to we just have I don't. I really feel like for stuff like this, it's the, it's the younger generations are going to have these solutions already. Like we're of the generations who are like bringing, excavating it, bring it all to light and bring the awareness on it. I don't necessarily know. Pluto and Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we're necessarily the decision makers on how things like this will happen well, going forward, but the next generation I think will. I think so. I believe in redemption. Uh, I think people should have to be forced to do their work like get to the bottom and heal themselves. I don't know if that's like something you can force people to do, but I think that that should be part of the rehabilitation program, you know? You, me, we're in this together. Let's listen to each other. You're listening to each other. 
a human-design-centered podcast featuring an ensemble of energy types.